there you're listening to the park rush podcast this is a think park podcast i'm tom joining me as ever is josh hello there hello there josh how's it going good thank you yourself not too bad not too bad and i very much hope that i'm coming to you listeners in pristine audio quality after last week's utter shambles where i seem to have I, 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 it's difficult to, for me to truly convey just how much of an idiot I clearly am. I don't really know what happened. So I think it must have been something to do with how I set up the recording in the first place because I was getting this weird panning effect almost between my two ears when I was listening back to my side of the recording and in my attempts to fix it I made it increasingly terrible to the point where I ended up if you listened to last week's show you will know that I ended up sounding like a budget cyberman from an early series of Doctor Who and I was very upfront about this and basically named the episode hey don't listen to this one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but some people did, I guess. I, I I wasn't taking revenge upon myself because the week before, your audio hadn't been that great. I think no, um, yeah. I'd been turned up a little loud on your end, and so you could kind of hear me in the background of your recording. And in my attempt to fix that, I also made you sound quite rough, but nowhere near as rough as I made myself sound last week. So we're now, um, I'd say we're now even. And hopefully this week we both sound great. Yeah, absolutely crisp. Yeah. Uh, have you been spending the past week, Josh? How, how have you been doing it? Another week of lockdown. You've been particularly productive. I see you've uh, been working on a Walt Disney World Railway recreation in Minecraft. Is that correct? That sounds like a great use of time. Um, s- Slightly incorrect. Um, oh, we have to sorry. be... We have to be pedants on this show, I feel, uh, unfortunately. Uh, it is actually uh, the Disneyland one. Oh, my bad. Yes. I think it looks a little nicer. Than the real life? Do- That's a bold claim to make about your no. own Minecraft project. <laughs> uh, I, meant that I think the Disneyland uh, train station looks a little nicer than the Disney World one. Well, certainly right now, because the Disney World one at some point goes past the skeleton of an unfinished roller coaster <laughs> and we'll do so for the foreseeable future um, my my bluetooth is terrible today for some reason should get that looked at check out yeah. i think dentists are open <laughs> i i keep losing you oh this is good this is great everyone i guess it's just you and me and josh has basically as far as i can tell broken his entire setup this morning for the sake of a new turntable. It's kind of what I've been told before uh, we started recording. He was having some that, severe issues and it seems like despite his best efforts, they have not improved. That's, pr- so, that's pretty much correct, yeah. So it's just, it, we'll see how we get on, I suppose. But Josh, if you can hear me, do you want to tell me at all about this fantastic Minecraft project? I don't think you can hear me. This is great. Okay, well... Uh, he's been building it on his Nintendo Switch, from what I understand. 
Josh went months without using his Nintendo Switch, and now every time I turn my Nintendo Switch on, Josh is also on his Nintendo Switch and has now upped his Nintendo Switch Minecraft time based on his profile from about five hours to about 45 hours in the space of a week, which is quite good going. But um, I've not seen the railway for myself just yet. I should probably log on and have a look. And maybe one of us can share some pictures of it to the Park Rush Twitter page. It's pretty easy to share screenshots to Twitter from that there Nintendo Switch. So uh, maybe that's something we can do. I've just got the the I've just got the Josh has hung up noise from Discord, which is a bad sign. But I suppose all we can do is try and make the best of this. And I have to say, it's been a rather distressing week for Theme Park News. I have said repeatedly over the past few weeks that I feel as though the narrative around Disney during this pandemic has been mostly negative lots of cuts and cut corners i would suggest both in terms of rides and attractions and, and more importantly in terms of staffing laying off tens of thousands of people but but universal have i think stolen their thunder this week with a truly truly upsetting announcement and i feel like i need to build up to this a bit because it left me frankly on the verge of tears <sighs> the the day of the day of the park with barney is being <laughs> shut down <laughs> <laughs> Devastating. It's absolutely devastating. Truly, truly devastating. I have incredible memories of the... Oh, Josh, hello. Hello. I can hear you again. Oh, well, you've caught me having a bit of a moment. Oh, I don't know no. if you heard this news, Josh. I don't know how long you've been able to hear me. Did you hear me uh, no. say what it was that's made me no. so upset? What is it, Tom? just talking about how the fact the narrative around Disney during this pandemic's been Disney cutting this Disney cutting that but this week Josh Universal outdid the big style big style oh, can't believe it because a day in the park with Barney is being made extinct it's no. going the way of the dinosaurs themselves I can't believe it I don't <laughs> maybe you should just turn your headphones off again you don't need to hear this oh. it's too upsetting I don't oh. know what to do that's brutal as if this pandemic wasn't bad enough it's taken Barney ah, fashion take oh. jaws now Barney now Barney Universal I hope they put him in Jurassic Park <laughs> <laughs> what on the Velocicoaster no, they just replace the T-Rex at the end of the <laughs> river, river adventure. Instead of a T-Rex roaring, it's just a massive Barney asking to be your friend. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, uh, I'd go on that. That sounds great. I absolutely would. Now, I'm being slightly hypocritical in my just how distraught I am because I haven't 
experience today in the park with Barney for quite some time. I feel like, you know, your first time with Barney is your best time with Barney. And <laughs> and re returning, you know, to the scene of such a joyous occasion always just risks disappointment, really, because, as I say, your first time is probably always going to be your best time. And I have incredible memories of uh, my first and only day in the park with Barney. And there is home video to prove it. I was busting a move like nobody's business, singing along and having a really great time. But yes, it's just upsetting, really, especially considering all the false dawns for Kids Zone. You know, it's been on the chopping block. We've been led to believe for so, so long. But every time it seems like they're just about to take the diggers to it and knock the whole thing down, it, it somehow survives. You know, like the poo that won't flush. Kids Zone oh. lives on. Thank the Lord. But but maybe now instead of just the wholesale removal, it's just going to slowly be chipped away at, you know. Barney today, Woody Woodpecker tomorrow, Curious George oh. next week. When uh, does it stop? They can go. Sack him. Sack him off. What about E.T.? Is nothing precious? I don't precious. think I've been on Curious George or Woody Woodpecker. Well, Curious George is just like a little water play area, so you have no business right. in there. Or you haven't had any business in there for at least twenty years, I would <laughs> I would suggest. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know, I'd watch that vlog if, if you decided <laughs> decided to indulge yourself there. And then Woody Woodpecker I think actually I've probably done that one more recently than I would care to admit. But it's not something that I have probably found particularly thrilling for some time. But no, what it's is, what uh, is it's that? a big it's a, it's kind of like Barnstormer, you know, or Flying oh, okay. Unicorn. It's a kiddie coaster of that ilk. It's maybe mm, even okay. shorter than those two, which is hard to believe. Yeah, but, it is a bit. You know, you got you, as you're going up the chain lift, Woody Woodpecker starts doing his um, <laughs> and all that stuff. That's a terrible impression. I don't know if you can offer anything better. But... Uh, no, no. <laughs> Not I mean, after hearing who, that, I can't. I that mean, was, who can? Uh, who could? Yeah. Who could? Yeah, Woody Woodpecker's a nice guy. It was one of my first meet and greets at Islands of Adventure when that opened was Woody Woodpecker in an Islands of Adventure t-shirt and a kind of explorer's outfit, which was which was nice. But <laughs> yeah, that's Day in yes. the Park with Barney, almost 20 years. Barney. And yeah, it's I believe it's been closed anyway for a little while and basically the confirmation is uh, that it won't come back ever. I don't think it's actually... I don't think it returned when the park reopened from the first coronavirus or from the first and only coronavirus closure. I don't think it came back then. Mm. And so, yeah, it's just not coming back full stop, which is a shame, really. You'd think Barney and friends were well protected from coronavirus, but obviously not. <laughs> and I have to say, I don't know whether Barney is still even a thing on US children's tv do you know uh, do your nep nieces and nephews clue. like barney or not. even even know who he um, is i remember uh the b b bananas in pajamas came back but i don't <laughs> think barney and friends is still about oh well maybe in time people will realize how wrong they were to cast him aside and he'll make a triumphant return uh yeah oh, imagine Imagine the Jurassic Park ride with Barney, and then as you get to the bottom of the water, I Love You starts playing. <laughs> yeah, that would be good. That would oh. be good. Well, you know the Jurassic 
Well, they redid Jurassic Park in Hollywood, didn't they? And it ends now with sort of the T-Rex facing off against the, you know, the mutant dinosaur that they make in the film. Is that correct? Yeah. Maybe our version of that for Florida can be the T-Rex fights Barney. Fight Barney. I'm in. Yeah. Or just, you know, that bit just where, where the boat goes off course for the first time and goes into the restricted section. I've just made it sound like Harry Potter. And you see those two little raptors pulling back and forth on the bloodied shirt of the oh, yeah. employee. Just replace the shirt with with Barney. <laughs> just being pulled back and forth by these raptors. Help me, friends. <laughs> Get me out of here. Oh, man. I don't know. It would seem odd to me to come up with something specific to replace that Barney show. Do you, so do you think this is just the first of the nails in the coffin of Zone and that it is going to go eventually? It really is going to become a Nintendo thing, do you think? Uh, I mean, to be fair, I can't remember the last time I saw anyone really round that side of the park other than for E.T. That SpongeBob shop is quite cool. You can meet SpongeBob and Patrick in there. Yeah, but I mean, the last few times I've been, there's been very little movement around there in terms of people where everyone's been kind of going to ET and it's like, oh, SpongeBob is also here. It's not really, I wouldn't say it's necessarily people going, oh, let's go to Barney or uh, whatever. Uh, it looks like Barney ended back in uh, 2009, 2010. So, as a television show? Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay, so he's so been it's... on borrowed time for a while. Yeah, really. I don't know if you saw us talking about Universal that the uh, the Blue Man Group is stopping its residency there as well. Oh, what is what's yeah. Universal got against musicals all of a sudden? I know, right? Dearie me! I mean, obviously Beetlejuice has been gone for a while, and now the Blue Man Group and Barney. Are there any musical musicals left other than when Mardi Gras is on? Don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't are there? I guess there's that choir in the Wizarding World, isn't there, that sing the. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, and this way comes. Is, and all that uh, stuff. Isn't the famous magical singer woman out as oh, well? Oh yeah. Yeah, Dark yeah. Valley. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But other than that, I'm not. I'm not sure. Is there anything in Zeus Landing that is akin to a musical performance? I'm not sure there is. I don't. I don't think there is. I, there's not really that much kind of dedicated hey come and sit down for some live entertainment anymore at either of those parks is there because Sinbad's gone I, I think um, Fear Factor Live is still there and yeah is that about it I don't I'm trying to think of other things um, yeah I guess what sums it up really is that ever since Islands of Adventure opened right there's been that massive theatre just off of Toon Lagoon and for the vast majority of the park's life it's just been sat there not doing anything <laughs> which maybe that just sums up their commitment to live entertainment and yes and we should yeah. have seen all this coming but anyway yeah that's uh you know i just wanted to say a word for my boy barney who uh i'm pretty sure he's up in the loft in a box with bj and the green one you know so this goes to show how important he's been to to me over the, the course with of my BJ. life yeah, BJ. The yellow one's called BJ with his little red converse. Yeah, very, the very green cool one's guy. called Baby Bop. Baby Bop. There we are. Yeah. For some reason, I wanted to say her name was Gloria, but I don't. That's clearly completely wrong. I don't know where I got yeah. that from. 
there's also uh, Riff is available. Is has been part Riff. of the show since 2006. Oh, that's that's past my time. I'm, I must yeah. admit, I was not still watching Barney in 2006. <laughs> what? Uh, um, not in front of anyone, anyway. Baby Bop is, uh, so obviously Barney is a T-Rex, Trisansaurus Rex. I can't say that, obviously. Baby Bop is... Yeah, what? I thought you were trying to say Triceratops at first, but... No, Baby Bop is a Triceratops. She's a Triceratops. Barney is a T-Rex. Yes. And and BJ, I'm not sure what he is. Is he... He's a Protoceratops. Wait, hang on. Are you sure Bop, what's her name again? Baby Bop. Is she the... Don't, don't triceratopses have horns? I don't think she has horns, does she? Or does uh, she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. Oh, right. Okay. I can't remember, to be fair. Just um, shows. Just show me up as a massive Barney fraud here. Anyway. Yes. Uh, a protoceratops. Okay. I believe you. Um, and then Riff, who is baby... So BJ and Baby Bob are cousins. Or brothers? I don't know. No, they can't be brothers. No, oh right, no, yeah. Baby BJ is the older brother of Baby Bop. Okay. And even though they're completely different dinosaurs. Um and then Riff is a cousin. And Riff okay. is a hadrosaur. What does Riff look like? And don't say a hadrosaur. They're trying to picture him and I, I can't. I don't what colour was he? Uh orange. Orange. No. I mean, you just said he was introduced in 2006, so there's no reason I should actually know who he is. But I'm going to look yeah, him up after the show. I'm going to no look up Riff and see what he's all about. Anyway, in more positive Universal Orlando news, just briefly, Volcano Bay will reopen this month on the 27th of February, but Huzzah. with limited capacity. And this part doesn't really make sense to me, Josh, because they're going to be, uh, they're going to enforce temperature checks. But I thought only hot people were allowed into water parks. E. Zing. Zing. Uh, which you know explains why you walked straight in there when you were last in Florida. Uh, yes, obviously. Um, hopefully, they've solved the um, electrocution issue at Volcano Bay now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's just as important as making sure no one has coronavirus is making sure that people won't get zapped when yeah. they land in the swimming pools at the bottom of the slides. But I guess we'll have yeah. to wait and see. <laughs> we'll see we'll see how that how that looks on the twenty seventh of February. I, I must admit, going to a water park while there's a pandemic on is just very unappealing to me. I don't love water parks at the best of times, but in the current climate, no thanks. I'm good. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, yeah. If I was go, if if the Florida trip went ahead in April, which it is not going to, I I would not be rushing to go to Volcano Bay. To to be honest, can you even uh, no. get waterproof face masks? That's, uh, that's the question. I, I guess waterproof face mask would scuba diving gear. Uh, yeah, basically. I guess. Right. right. Uh, and just one more brief news in brief before I bounce back to something that we, we that was kind of lost on us due to your technical issues. Uh, you know, we 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 poo poo Disney plenty on this show because of the perceived uh, the perception around them during this pandemic in terms of cuts and stuff, as I mentioned earlier. But but the riverboat 
is coming back to the Magic Kingdom, Josh. Oh, huzzah. Saved. Who needs Tron? The riverboat's Who back. Who needs Tron? So, uh, yeah, the rivers have been drained since October, so obviously the riverboat has been in a sort of dry dock, not going anywhere. But, uh, yeah, it will be coming back uh, pretty soon here. And there you go. Something else to do at Magic Kingdom in the not-too-distant future. Uh, in fact, well, that's it good may well, yeah, it may well already have reopened. I'm not 100% clear on that. But uh, if it is, you can go on it. And if it isn't, you will be able to go on it quite soon, it seems. What's your favourite riverboat, Josh? The Magic Kingdom one or the Disneyland Paris one? Um, I don't think I've ever been on the Disney... The Magic Kingdom one. I have. Yes, I have. It was the same year that we went over to Tom Sawyer's Island and my mum brought shame upon us all, frankly, by swearing at the top of her lungs in front of a load of children because I jumped out <laughs> from behind a corner. And that was a distressing for all involved, frankly, but especially yeah, the children. Especially the children. Um, yeah. I don't know, because the Disneyland Paris one, obviously, the island is... Um, is Big Thunder Big Mountain. Thunder, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. So you get that interaction going on there. And obviously, you've got, you've got the train interaction as well. And you've got stuff going on around the river. Uh, I don't know whether... Uh, that is the same at the Disney World one, the Magic Kingdom one, or not? I can't really remember, to be honest. But it's just a nice boat, isn't it? It's just it a is nice a nice boat. boat. Yeah. So you know, it's good. To, it's it's a nice boat to see, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I I because we tend to be we well actually we mix and match a fair bit when it comes to actually getting over to Magic Kingdom in terms of do we take the boat or the train the monorail so but yeah i'd imagine if you know on a day where we've got the monorail we might be more might feel more up for going on the river boat at tom sawyer just you know to get our boat fix yeah hmm. anyway it's fair right uh, it's quite cool you know i've just watched the video of them putting the boat back oh nice and it's it is like because i don't know where they were keeping it but they had to go past the contemporary um, over the water bridge that goes over the road that goes to contemporary um, through uh, and then like past the sort of front entrance of Magic Kingdom, you know, the turnstiles and stuff through the like mm -hmm. river that runs around the back and it was all lit up and it was done over like during the night, but all the boat was lit up and stuff. Yeah, it's cool. They don't have just like hundreds of people carrying it in the uh the underground tunnels of Magic Kingdom. <laughs> in the Utilidors, no. Uh, alas. I thought those things were enormous. They could get a boat down there. Obviously yeah. not. Right. Uh, before I move on to probably the biggest news of the week, I feel like I need to return to this uh, Minecraft project that you were so rudely prevented from explaining by Sorry, these technical yes. gremlins that you are experiencing. So... Uh, What's going on with the Minecraft recreation of Disneyland's uh, railway? So, um, I don't know if, if people play Minecraft, I don't know. Um, but I needed a lot of sand to make some glass, because that's how you can make I, glasses. Can I just 
Can I just butt in? I know at the start of the show I promised pristine audio quality. I would just like to announce that I think somebody in the house, rather rudely, if I may say so, has picked the absolute worst time to go up into the loft, which is directly <laughs> above me, and I can hear things banging around up there. So if you hear any of that, that's what that is. <laughs> it wasn't my fault, okay? <laughs> They're out to get me. <laughs> I love it. They're I out love to undermine this, me. This overmine. Overmine, yeah, actually. Nice. Yeah. Um, thanks. Overmine, uh, undermine, womble in free. Is that how that goes? No, I can't yeah, remember. pretty sure. Uh, this is... Anyway. I love how we had my bad audio, your bad audio. We promised good audio this week. Then uh, I can't get my headphones to work and now someone is above you. That's... Uh, after promising good audio, this is just sums us up, really. It does, really, doesn't it? But oh well. Um, At least we're not asking for any money for this. It's true. Yeah. Not yet, anyway. Um, not yet. There's a Patreon um, in the offing, an exclusive two podcasts a week for members. I'm God. kidding. We're not doing that. We'd have to pay quite a lot of money for us to do that. Yeah. You could grant patrons exclusive access to your Minecraft server so that they can go on the Disneyland Railroad during the pandemic. You know, it oh, might be their cool. only chance to actually go on the train for some time still. It's true. Yeah, so what was I saying? Minecraft you were train. about to talk about the train in some fashion. I don't think you barely said anything about it, to be honest. As soon as you were starting to get going earlier, you broke. <laughs> yeah. so. Um, so you need sand to make glass, as you do in real life. Um, <clears throat> and there's no sand near where my base is in the Minecraft uh, server. So... I have built a train line that goes from the base to the desert where there is sand. Um, and instead of it just being a really simple, you know, just a bit of track laying in the ground, I decided, why not have a train station? And why not have a train station that is really cool and is also related to other things that I do in my life, like go to theme parks. And so the Disneyland California train station was built. Well, that sounds great. Have you? Can you make music in Minecraft? Can you make it so that when you rock up, you get some sort of you know eight bit version of the Disneyland Railroad music? Can you do that? Don't know. Yes, you could do that. I don't... have you done that? Oh, yeah. No, I don't think I have the capacity to do that. Well, you have a turntable now, so you know. Is that not yeah? The way? But, uh, <laughs> you have to do it with note blocks in music. the game. I know what that is. You have to do yeah. You have to do it with note blocks in the game and it's like really complicated. Alas. Well, I'm I'm glad you've been having fun. And I've noticed, as I said uh, I said to the listeners while you were faffing about with your headset, that you've been doing it on the Switch. Why why have you been playing so much Switch Switch lately? You've your your Minecraft Switch time has gone up about thirty five hours in a week yeah. from I'm, what I'm I can getting tell. I'm getting achievements oh. again. <laughs> What's um, rekindled your love of the Switch? We uh, Just having having those fancy Joy Cons. Yeah, I guess. So we were talking about after the podcast last week. We were talking about video games and uh, Hades in particular. Mm. Um, I was like, oh, I really want to play Hades. I 
kind of want to play it on the Switch. I think that'd be a good place to play it. But I really can't stand the Joy-Cons and I don't want to play on the Joy-Cons. Well, it's not that I can't stand them, but you can't really play on the Joy-Cons for um, an extended period of time before my hands started start aching. Um, and I only play the Switch in handheld mode. So I bought a pair of third-party Joy-Cons that are bigger and have better joysticks on them. Um, and they're great. And it meant that it's also much easier to play Minecraft on the Switch as well now. So, Well, there we go. I, another thing I said while you were uh, not with us was that you should take some screenshots of your Disneyland Railway and share them on the Park Rush Twitter feed. It's pretty easy. I assume these Joy-Cons still have the... Uh, the screenshot button so it's pretty easy to share screenshots from the switch to the uh, to the twitters i believe yes uh i was probably going to do that i was probably going to do that on my xbox though oh that makes sense um, some 4k goodness 4k goodness yeah of course only the best only the most pristine image quality for the park crush fandom just as we only bring you the most pristine audio quality as well we've got to be consistent yes across all platforms anyway the big news of the week josh super nintendo world has opened i'm kidding taylor swift is being sued by bosses at a theme park who claim she used the name of their attraction as the title of her latest album uh yes you, you alerted I mean, me to this one josh yes uh, i actually got take, this from uh, um a good friend of ours and longtime listener um charlie Oh, nice, nice. I mean, obviously, uh, we're big fans of Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay, big fan of the podcast from what yes. I understand. Yep. Uh, I, I imagine at some point we will be the, you know, uh, inspiration for a song. Although maybe we have to wrong her in some way first. I think that's a condition of being the inspiration that's generally how it one works, of her songs. Feel, yeah. So what we need is that she asks to be on the podcast and we say no. We say yes, and then don't, and we reject her call. We say yes, and yeah, and then hang up on Discord. Yeah. Is Tay Tay yeah. on Discord? I wonder. Uh, yeah, anyway, probably. Um, All right. Let's get into this. So you, yeah, you, you're up to speed on this. What's going on? Why is she being sued? Uh, and because, by who? Uh, she's being sued by a theme park in Utah. Uh, for using the name of the theme park, uh, she had. Uh, let's be clear here. Her new album, Evermore, is the same as the name. Well, almost the same as the park, which is called Evermore Park. Mm -hmm. Whether there is trademark infringement on this is a very good question. Um, obviously, Tay Tay is selling a lot of Evermore merch. It's true. It's true. Um, some, some of it's in the room next door to me, I believe. Um, uh, really? My, my, my sister. She's bought some Tay Tay stuff, I believe, like Evermore stuff. Uh, to be fair, I've also bought uh, Evermore on <laughs> uh, oh, vinyl. Okay. Oh, right. Fair. Is that to play on your turntable? Is that how that it works? It is to play on my turntable, yes. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, hasn't arrived yet, though. But Right. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I, so what they're arguing is that since the release of the album in December, the theme park has seen a dramatic uh, downshift 
downturn in uh, traffic to the websites. Ah, okay. Yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. Also, I guess you could say that, you know, if they're trying to sell ever more merch, uh, ever more park merch, then the ever more merch of Taylor Swift kind of infringes there, um, et cetera, et cetera. I would argue, counterpoint, um, devil's advocate, say what you will, uh, that I had never heard of this park until uh, (laughs) they started suing Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's a good Uh, point. Yeah, me neither. Free advertising here. Free advertising. Well, yeah, I guess they're going to have to pay for legal damages if they lose, right? But not so free. But maybe you can't get bigger than Taylor Swift, really, in terms of... Uh, so maybe it's it's uh, cheaper than doing a global uh, advertising campaign. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I just love the fact that this story was covered by Sky News, which I think makes it three theme park news stories on Sky News in the space of like 10 days, which is truly unprecedented behaviour by the news desk. <laughs> because, well, last week we cited Sky News twice to talk about the Jungle Cruise and the London Resort. And here we are once again with a Sky News report about the Evermore Park in Pleasant Grove, Utah, which yes. let us know if you'd ever heard of it before this all kicked off. I hadn't. Um, I'll add some uh, statements for, or some excerpts from the statements of the two parties. So the theme park bosses... Uh, have said, obviously, as I mentioned, experienced a dramatic departure from typical levels on the website, um, adding that they are open to discussing reasonable terms for Swift's discontinuation of the trademark. Um, Swift's lawyers have described the claim as frivolous and irresponsible. The lawyers added, uh, moreover, your client has suffered no damages whatsoever and, in fact, has openly stated that Miss Swift's album release creates a marketing opportunity for your client's troubled theme park. Absolutely so. savage, but put in a yeah. polite way. That's yeah. great legalese right there. Make yourself sound reasonable whilst also doing little to hide your total and utter contempt <laughs> for the uh, other party involved. I love it. It's great. Uh, I think she should just really... Her next album should just be called Evermore Park. Really rub it in. Oh yeah, double double down. Well, we uh, we'll watch this lawsuit with great interest, and we'll see where it goes. Who you backing? Who you backing? Who you backing? And who you think is going to win? Uh, Tay Tay's going to win, right? I'd have thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they can come to an understanding. To she, she does a gig at the park. There you go. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, great. Two birds, one stone. Exactly. Yeah. Call me for similarly great ideas or just listen to the podcast. There's great ideas coming out of this podcast in droves every week. Yeah, out the wazoo with good <laughs> ideas. Great ideas out the wazoo, absolutely. Right, so yes, Super Nintendo World, Josh. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's open now <sighs> in Japan mm. after numerous delays. It's About finally time. here. Yeah, we got the Mario Kart ride, we got the Toad's Adventure ride, we got loads of crazy food, we got power-up bands, we got character meet and greets, we got an app. There's all sorts of crazy stuff going on. Obviously, it's not somewhere we're going to be able to visit for some time, 
uh, in Japan and who knows when it's going to open at the various other universal parks around the world. It's coming to Hollywood, it's meant to be coming to Florida, it's coming to Singapore. Who knows when any of that will actually happen. But yeah, we've been able to get a sense of it from videos and the reaction online. And it turns out, Josh, people are angry on the internet. The virtual what? pitchforks and torches are out. Apparently, the Mario Kart ride is too slow. People clearly just not taking into account that maybe it's just running at 50cc. I mean, <laughs> is, that a, is, is that a stretch? I mean, it's right there in the game. That's, uh, I like that. I like that um, sort of personal uh, storyline. I appreciate that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's your own like meta that you've added to the ride. Yeah, absolutely. They should release a, you know, in character press press release, you know, statement from I guess Bowser, you know, explaining yes. that uh hey, uh, the thing's running at fifty CC, so uh call your jets everyone. This is ridiculous overreaction. Uh, I Josh, think they should I get um Jean Todd or someone like that out who like some who is uh part of the FIA, which is like the you know FIFA for motorsport. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That that could that could solve this problem. I think this land looks fantastic. What about you? Uh, it's incredible, really. It's probably the best land I've ever seen. Wow. I mean, I Both would put it right up there with the best that Universal have have done in terms of transporting you to a uh, a recognizable and iconic environment from another property i'd put it right up there with the stuff they've done with harry potter over the last sort of decade or so yeah. i think the way in which you enter the land through the pipe uh and and it, and the land then opens out in front of you once you get through the pipe the green pipe you know iconic green pipe from the games it's really cool and it's a small land but the amount of kinetic energy and the 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 depth of the of it sounds a weird thing to say about like reality but like the depth of the image when you first step foot into it and just the sheer amount of stuff going on makes it look i think bigger than it actually is and there's no wasted space whatsoever much in the same way as you know a mario game to be honest like mario levels are so intricately designed like there is no wasted space in a mario level like wherever you go there's something worth looking at or interacting with hidden collectibles and all that kind of thing and that sense of discovery and wonder i think has translated really well to super nintendo world as a theme park land it's uh, yeah for sure it's it's small but it's dense and i'm sure you could still spend many hours in there uh, squeezing you know everything out of it but I guess we could, you know, we could talk about the rides briefly. I, I don't want to go into them too much because it, it just feels a bit pointless having not done them ourselves, especially in the case of Mario Kart because it's a, it's so reliant on augmented reality that you know you just can't really get a sense of it at all from videos. But what do you think of the Mario Kart ride from what you've seen? I think the queue looks great, and I'm intrigued by the AR. But like I said, I feel like I can't really judge the ride itself right now. Yeah. Um. So I haven't seen any of the actual ride stuff yet. Um, mm. But the queue looks is awesome. The queue is really impressive. I really like the look of that. The AR headset looks really cool. Yes, um, sleek. Yeah, really sleek. Like you know, uh, I've I've had VR. You've had VR. 
Obviously, this mm. is not VR. This is AR, so it's a bit different. Mm. But it's, it looks re- it's really sleek. Yeah, really smart. Um, I believe um, I was listening to the Jim Hill podcast the other day, uh, and he was saying that, or someone on there on on that podcast was saying that it's uh, start the AR headset started off as a Lenovo um, like Star Wars tying headset, and has since this is like the only other use case that has been seen so far for it. I, I, I like it. You know, you put the, you get given, rather than be given the entire contraption, so to speak, you get like the frame, I suppose, like the headset, the, the, like the headband part, and you put that on. And then when you actually get into the vehicle is when you get the, the you know, the AR goggle part of it. And that sort yeah. of snaps onto the headband that you've already been given, which I think will speed things up. It's probably more hygienic as well both for normal times and, of course, certainly for the current times, you know, watching videos of the land has been weird because although there are capacity restrictions at Universal Japan right now, yeah, in terms of social distancing, it's not really being enforced. Like the character meet and greets are still going on as normal, whereas character meet and greets in the US parks right now are, you know, you can't really do them in the way that you're used to. You, you, they're all done on a socially distanced basis. So that was kind of yeah. weird. Like watching thing park, seeing a thing park where things looked normal from that point of view, but uh, yeah, yeah, all still think, wearing masks and stuff. Yeah, for the most part, and it seems like yeah. they're selling some pretty cool uh, Super Nintendo yeah. World masks, and the merch looks pretty good overall. And obviously, the power up bands are the most eye catching part of that. We've talked about them on the podcast before. I guess they're kind of like the wand equivalent for this land. They allow you to interact with certain things, like punching power blocks and stuff like that. Yeah, Which again, they're a little just... um, bulky for my liking, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're not very sleek. Like, they almost look like they could be three Apple Watches stacked on top of one another. Yeah. You know, from what I've seen, maybe even maybe even a little bit more than that, to be honest. They are quite they are quite bulky, so I'm not a huge fan uh, from was, that yeah, perspective. I, I guess I was expecting a little more Disney Magic Band-esque. Yeah, me too. Me too. I don't know if, um, you know, the the sort of chunkier size will make them appeal a bit more to kids, like make them seem a bit more toy like rather than tech like. But I think so, yeah. And you know, they're thirty dollars thirty dollars I think is what the currency uh, translation works out as. So they're they're not bad from that perspective. And obviously they tie in with the app and allow you to track how many coins you've collected and the scores you're getting on the rides and things like that, which is neat. So yes, um, yeah. They, There's some really they, cool interactions cool. with them as well within the like world, which is really cool. Yeah, and lots of lots of stuff that I look at as someone who's you know been living through the pandemic from a UK perspective for the past year. People doing stuff that I'm looking at and being like, "Ooh, don't do that. Why is everyone touching this power block? I hope that's getting washed a lot." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I guess um, if you if you've got quite high hygiene standards, like you wash your hands regularly mm. then it's not as much of an issue i guess like, so, yeah. the, the item doesn't need to be cleaned as much if everyone is cleaning themselves generally speaking you know japan has uh, and a lot of asian countries have been quite good at contain or main you know maintaining uh, a but populous you know around a virus and that sort of thing so they have a far higher standard of hygiene than we do in the west generally speaking like way way before coronavirus was a thing that that was uh that was something i kind of 
looked at enviously from 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 the UK, and and hopefully we as a society can maybe move a bit more in that direction. But I don't hold my breath. Uh, no, uh, I'm just looking at the food on uh, TDR Explorer on YouTube. The food looks incredible. It does, doesn't it? It looks really good. I like the the um, drinks look awesome. The like pasta looks awesome. There's like a cool like white chocolate cheesecake that I think he eats in one of the videos I've watched. Which, I mean, you know, white chocolate cheesecake is good in and of itself, but when it's Nintendo themed, I mean, you got me there. Yeah, and you got the like layered cake mm. that looks like the land, like the ground in a Mario game. Um, the mushroom pot pie. Looks, I don't like mushrooms, so but no, I but I think it just looks awesome. Yeah, visually. It's cool for sure, um, and the, uh, you know the character meet and greets actually uh, uh, look quite fun as well. Like the costumes seem like a pretty high standard. Some of them will talk. Uh, Toad was kind of freaking me out a little bit, just kind of the dead, ex- the dead, uh, constantly smiling expression on Toad's face, like it was some sort of reanimated corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was. It, I was getting a bit uh, sort of. Um, I saw a little clip of. I think it was on Twitter actually of just the you know the the toad, uh, sort of hopping up and down and waving and looking very enthusiastic. And I was just kind of getting vibes of Barbie at the end of Toy Story Two. Like who's ever whoever in, is in that suit. But bye like, now. Can I stop smiling now? My <laughs> my cheeks are killing me. <laughs> Yeah, well, maybe that's just me. But yeah, you, it seems like you can meet Toad, you can meet Peach, you can meet Mario and Luigi. I don't know if anyone else is around. Obviously, this is just the start. I mean, we all know that the Donkey Kong uh, minecart coaster is being worked on. That's going to be uh, the first kind of expansion pad for uh, for the land in Japan. And I think it's planned for the Hollywood version as well. And then obviously the Florida situation is kind of up in the air at the moment, whether it's sure going to be an epic universe or whether it's going to be at one of the existing parks or s- split up between the, the three or the two as it may end up being. Yeah. Uh, They're still really working know, on but... like uh, groundworks and that sort of stuff at Epic Universe. So mm. hopefully, you know, Florida comes out the other side of this pandemic, has an uptick in universal, um, you know, spending and that sort of thing and means that Epic Universe can get back to being built. Hope so, yeah. Uh, the only other thing worth touching on, really, from Super Nintendo World, and again, it's purely, clearly, like a big new theme park land opening is massive news. But when you're unable to go yourself, there's, I feel like there's little value in talking about it at great length. But the Yoshi's Adventure Ride, I mean, again, we've talked about this before. It's a really standard, like kiddie friendly people mover. But I think the animatronics and the the general theming is pretty spot on, and it offers really nice views of the land. So. That's something that I'm excited to eventually go on as well. It looks cool. Uh, it looks a lot better, I think, than some of the like from uh, the TDR Explorer video, than from other videos that I've seen of it. Mm. Um, you know, some of the early videos were pretty janky. Yeah, I think. I mean, that was like leaked, badly filmed stuff that was clearly being done on a kind of, kind of being done covertly and probably didn't show yes. off the ride in its best light. But yeah, you're right. It looks. It looks good in the in the more um, you know uh, professional looking videos that I've seen. Uh, it looks like a fun time. 
and yeah, I'm excited to see how the ride, uh, sorry, how the land develops over time as more people check it out and they get more feedback and then obviously when the more significant uh, additions come online in the years ahead but yeah early impressions are, of Super Nintendo World are pretty strong and I'm looking forward to being able to go eventually eventually <laughs> eventually we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there when we get there anyway uh, final 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 thing obviously talked about the London Resort last week and how it had moved to the stage where it's now been given permission to ask for permission to be built. <laughs> and uh, so interesting, it has kind of been renewed among kind of the theme park fandom. And we were, Josh, made aware of a little bit of snooping that people had been doing on Facebook. And people would come up on a reference to the London Resort project on a website for what seemed to be like a development consultancy firm called Pro Forma. They kind of advise on large-scale development projects. And they had listed the London Resort Project as a Universal Studios UK feasibility. And the location on the map was exactly the same. And the client was listed as LRCH, which is London Resort Company Holdings. So people were thinking, oh, what's going on here? There's some there's a major tidbit of information just leaked out. So uh, we were made aware of this, and I did some actual journalism, Josh. Actual journalism. Here we go. I called some people. I emailed some other people, and I got a comment from a source <laughs> who would know what's going on. ITK. 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 Uh, I'm only being vague because I did reach out in my capacity as an actual journalist, <laughs> not a weird podcast person. And I didn't want to sort of undermine any sort of sense of trust that that this wasn't going to be published anywhere or that if it was, it was only going to be run in like a, an actual news story. So that's why I'm being weirdly vague about it. But basically, um, the suspicion on the part of the person I spoke to is that this is a, a, an out-of-date listing that takes back quite some time, probably to around 2014. But I guess uh, the interesting tidbit was, I, I don't know if this, I don't think this was ever made official. It would it'd probably been suspected by people, I think, including us, but more in a sense of, well, why isn't, why aren't they reaching out to Universal? Why, why wouldn't they consider making this a Universal project, given Universal don't really yeah. have a presence in the Europe? Well, it turns out, Turns out that may well have been on the cards at some point. There were talks between the London Resort Company and Universal going back to around 2014, um, but they didn't progress from there. So it's it seems like it's an out-of-date listing. Uh, yeah. The project, in whatever form it, it comes, it's not going to be a Universal Park, but it could have been. It was, it was being discussed at this point almost, well, Potentially up to seven years ago. <laughs> God, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And that's before we even started uh, covering it in our capacity as uh, not th not theme park podcasters, but as uh, co-hosts on the Jack Fielder Show. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, this goes back a long way. Um, yeah. But what, what, do you, what do you make of that, Josh? Any brief thoughts on 
the fact that Universal were perhaps in the mix at one point. I think it's of... I think it's a good reach out, you know. Uh, certainly, uh, yeah. as we discussed a bit last week around the fact that Universal were looking previously to come to that sort of area, albeit on the other side of the river. It kind of makes sense, you know, to go, hey, you were thinking about this 10, 20 years ago. Maybe uh, maybe this time's the right time. I, yeah, and yeah. I would imagine that Universal would actually, mate, we're building a third theme park at Florida, so we don't really have the money to do it. And also we've got this one going on in uh, China at the moment. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe um, just wrong wrong time for them to commit to something like this. But no, you never know. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I think the interesting thing about Universal is that they are not um, averse to doing uh, like licensing deals. Like the park in Singapore is not owned by them, whereas no, yes. you know the others are. So it's um, not necessarily something that you could completely write off. In future, they've previously done uh, a deal with Porta Ventura in Spain. Mm, yeah, so it could well be that Universal license out, you know, some of their properties or, or, or you know, their entire brand for a second park at the London Resort or something like that. I don't know because you know it does seem, it, it does seem, it does seem like there should, there should be like Harry Potter presence at a huge. You know, if there was going to be a huge UK theme park resort that was primarily based on licensing, you know, and big properties, uh, it would yeah. seem odd, right, to not have any Harry Potter when you consider that Harry Potter is some of the most high-profile, state-of-the-art theme park stuff in the world at various other parks. And to not have any yeah, of sure. it at all in the UK would seem a bit weird. So, you know, that might be something that, I might be I might be talking out of my backside, I often am, but maybe that's something that if Universal were to do, you know, a specific deal for a specific property that they that they own the theme park rights to, maybe that's something that could come to fruition at some point. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean is, they might um, I don't know what there might be some technical rules around that with Warner Brothers, because obviously Warner Brother has yeah. that studio tour. They do. So Yeah, and it might eat into their that? into their lunch, so to speak. That's cool, that yes. Universal, that Harry Potter tour. I, I mean, that was the last thing park-esque thing that I did. Uh, you know, it was March 2020, and, um, you know, it was before lockdowns, obviously, and before everyone was properly scared of what was happening, but it was, <laughs> it still felt a bit weird being there. Uh, you know, we, it was very much, we were very much in the frame of mind at that point where if you heard someone cough, you ran for the hills. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like to go back there in slightly less scary times for sure. You know, I'd like to go and feel safe to touch the brooms, <laughs> actually yeah. get photos and stuff. You know, seems reasonable. Uh, I highly recommend um, it. It's expensive, but it's it's good. You can spend a, a good amount of time there as well. So it's something certainly something I want to do. Uh, I think we've probably met. I've probably mentioned it on the show, but um, I'm not a massive Harry Potter fan. Hmm. Um, but I think. Studio tour stuff is always really cool. Yes. Yes, it's very interesting from just, you know, if you're interested in the process of filmmaking, there's some fascinating uh, stuff to be seen and heard in that place. You know, you don't... Obviously, it's primarily Harry Potter fans and you'll get way more out of it if you're a fan. 
but if you just are interested in the process of movie making it is also cool it's almost like walking through a dvd uh extra in a way you know back when oh wow i don't know yeah. do dvds well blu-rays do they still come like loaded with loads of cool behind the scenes stuff like the the, Some the classic of them still do the classic lord of the rings behind the scenes documentaries that were on the old dvds are they on the 4k discs that just came out before christmas i must admit i didn't look so i don't know if they're on I there think or there's not like two versions of that blu-ray collection oh right there's one that is with and one that is without oh, that seems lame I must admit, one of the things I do like about Disney Plus is that there is a surprising amount of extra stuff attached to yes. almost everything on there. Like we watched the National Treasure. Oh, I spoke last week about the fact that we'd watch National Treasure, and we watched National Treasure two uh, this week. And there are like really random behind the scenes snippets uh, in the like extra section of National oh, Treasure really? and National Treasure two, yeah, including like trailers from the time, which are so corny. <laughs> It's great. So, yeah, keep that in mind whenever you're watching anything on Disney+. Plus. Frankly, always scroll down, especially if you're watching yes. something from a certain era and just see if there are any fun bonuses because there often are. I might um, see if we can watch National Treasure this weekend. National Treasure is a good use of your time. Yeah. You know what's not a good use of your time? Listening to this stupid podcast. So, <laughs> you'll be pleased to know that it's over and we're going to go now. In the meantime... You can follow the show at Park Crush Podcast, where hopefully you'll soon be able to find some amazing pictures of a Minecraft Disneyland railroad. Isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I will definitely do that. Um, okay. It's finished. It is finished. I, I, I have you. the capacity to take those photos. All right, fine. Uh, you, you can also email the show podcast at parkrush.com. You can find the show parkrush.com or on your preferred podcasting app. And show notes, apparently, I don't know, do they still go up or shall I just leave that out? They still go up. They go they? up every week. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. JoshuaLawrence.info is where you can find show notes each and every week. Thanks for listening. I sincerely hope it was a pleasant listening experience other than all the banging going on upstairs. <laughs> and me and my, my head headset worries. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back next week, hopefully that time, truly, truly with pristine audio quality. Until then, stay safe and stay indoors. Take it easy. Goodbye.